Kilda, g'day and welcome to the history of Aotearoa New Zealand, episode 20, Maui and the Sun. This podcast is supported by our amazing patrons, such as Megan, Dean, Nicola and David. If you want to support Hans, go to patreon.com slash history Aotearoa. Since we last left Maui, he had grown up and become a man. He married a woman of the upper world and went to live in the village with his brothers. Each day, the sun god rose with a bound and travelled quickly across the sky. While light remained, the morning meal was hastily prepared and eaten, and then in a little while, it was dark again. The people grumbled because the hours of sunlight were so short but no one ever thought of trying to alter them. Only Maui watched the sun hurrying across the sky and thought about it until at last he knew what could be done. The days are too short, he said to his brothers. Yes, they are not long enough for us to do our work. That is why our games are always played in the dark, they said. We must make them longer, Maui declared. His brothers laughed. Is the son a bird to be caught while it perches on the branch, they asked. Yes, Maui replied seriously. I will sneer it like a sitting bird. His brothers laughed louder. Are you a god to think that you can face the sun god in his strength? Maui's eyes blazed. You forget my power too soon, my brothers. Can I not change myself into a bird? Am I not the strongest of all men? Whose is the magic jawbone of Muri, our grandfather? Tomorrow, we will journey towards the rising of the sun, and there, we will make a snare of strong rope, and catch him, and tame him. But the ropes will burn! He will break them like single threads, and we shall shrivel up in the heat of his anger, they objected. Get your wives to bring flax, and we will make the rope now, Maui said firmly. And because of the fire in his eyes, and because they were afraid of him, Maui's brothers sat down and plaited a strong rope. The ropes took five days to complete, at which point Maui set a special karakia over them to make them nice and strong, and withstand the power of Tamanui Tara, the mighty sun god. Soon, during the night, Maui and his brothers hoisted the ropes and travelled towards the east to where the sun first rises. They hid under trees and bushes during the day so the sun wouldn't see them approaching. They also collected water as they travelled, which Maui said was necessary for the coming task. On the twelfth night, Maui and his brothers arrived at the edge of a huge, red-hot pit dug deep into the ground. Inside the pit, Tamanui Tara, the sun, was sleeping. The brothers were silent, terrified at what might happen if he awoke. Maui immediately ordered his brothers to build four huts around the edges of the pit to hide their long ropes. In front of the huts, they used water to soften the clay and build a wall to shelter them. Maui and his brothers then spread the flax ropes into a noose, only just finishing before dawn, when the sun was due to wake. When Tamanui Tara rises and his head and shoulders are in the noose, I will call for you to pull tight on the ropes, Maui instructed his brothers. 
In a moment of weakness, one of the brothers became worried and wanted to run while he still had time. Why are we doing this? He asked another. It's madness! We'll be burnt alive! If we run now, we might escape with our lives! The two brothers tried to sneak away, but Maui caught sight of them through the corner of his eye. If you run now, the sun will see you when he rises from his pit. You'll be the first ones to die. There is no turning back now. The brothers had no time to answer. The sun had begun to wake and was rising from the pit. They quickly ran back to their huts, grabbed hold of their ropes and hid behind the wall of clay, trembling as they waited for Maui's orders. Maui hid and watched. Tamanui Tara slowly emerged from the deep pit, not knowing that a trap was set for him. His head went through the noose and then his shoulders. Maui suddenly jumped from his hut and yelled to his brothers, Pull on the ropes! Now! At first the brothers were too scared to come out. Maui yelled again, Quickly! Before it's too late and we are all scorched to death! Just then, the sun peered down to the edges of the pit and saw Maui standing before him. Tamanui Tara was furious. He hurled a ball of fire towards Maui, but Maui ducked, holding tightly to his rope and once more chanting his karakia. The brothers jumped from their hiding places, grabbing their ropes just before Tamanui Tara could free himself from the noose. The sun roared in anger to the challenge of its immense power by the mortal sons of Tumatulunga. The mighty Atua felt the pain like a circle of fire around his body. He threw himself from side to side, trying to break free from the mighty ropes, taking one in his hand to snap it, but it was too strongly made. He pushed with his feet against the earth, but Maui's karakia held strong. The ropes slipped through the hands of the brothers, and the sound of their heavy breathing could be heard above the roaring of the sun. Finally, Maui sprang forth, his grandfather's jawbone in hand, running along the wall. He rose to his full height and brought Muri's bone down with all of his strength on Tama's head. Again and again he struck, while the air rang with the cries of the sun god. His head fell forward, and Maui's brothers gathered up the slack of the rope. Maui's blows were so strong, they felt like the noise of forest trees crashing to the ground when they are felled by fire. At length, the sun god was beaten to his knees and cried for mercy. Why are you doing this to me? cried Tamanui Tara. From now on, you will travel slowly across the sky. Never again will the length of our day be dictated by you, Maui replied. Tama tried to struggle free, but again, Maui showed him the power of his magic jawbone. And finally, Tamanui Tara gave up the fight. Maui instructed his brothers to let go of their ropes. Tamanui Tara travelled slowly up into the sky, tired and beaten. The days became longer for Maui and his people, giving them plenty of time to fish, gather food and do their chores. Maui's power and ability could never be questioned again. He had succeeded in taming the sun. From that day until this, Tamanui Tara has always travelled slowly across the sky. And that is the story 
of how Maui slowed the sun. Don't switch off just yet. That story was, uh, was a bit short. So I'm thinking, let's give you two for the price of one. Get ready for the story of how Maui brought fire to the land of humans. Maui's restless mind was never satisfied with the answers he received to his questions. Where does fire come from? He wanted to know. It is here, the people replied impatiently. Why do you want to know where it comes from? If it is ours, do we need to know how it comes to us? But what happens if the fire goes out? We do not let them go out. If that should happen, our mother knows where to obtain the fire, but she will not tell us. That night, when everyone was asleep, Maui left his whare and crept to the cooking fires that were smouldering in the darkness. Quietly, he poured water on them until the last spark was quenched. As soon as the sky flushed with the first rays of dawn, Maui called to his servants, I am hungry, cook me some food quickly. They ran to the fires only to find heaps of grey ash. There was an outcry in the village as the servants rushed to and fro with the news. Maui stayed in his whare and smiled to himself as he listened to the noise. Soon, he heard the sound of voices on the marae, the village meeting place. His mother was telling the slaves to go to the underworld to get more fire. Maui threw his kahu kiwi round him, his kiwi feather cloak, and strode on to the marae. The slaves were huddled together in terror, for they dreaded the underworld. I will go, my mother. Where shall I find the land of darkness? Who is the keeper of the fire? Taranga looked at her son suspiciously. If no one will go, then my youngest son must make the journey. If you keep to the path that I will show you, you will come to the house of Mahuika, your ancestress. She is the guardian of the fire. If she asks your name, tell her who you are. You must be careful though. Be respectful, my son. We know the ways of Maui Tikitiki Ataranga, but your ancestress is powerful, and if you try to deceive her, she will punish you. Maui grinned mischievously and set off at once with a long, steady pace that covered the ground quickly and soon took him to the shadowy land where the fire goddess lived. He soon came to a beautiful whare with splendid carvings, with power shell eyes that shone like flame in the darkness. A woman's voice, old and broken, like the crackling of branches in the fire, came to his ears. Who is the bold mortal that stares at the whare of Mahuika of the fire? It is Maui. I have five grandchildren called Maui. Is it Maui Tikitiki Ataranga? Yes, it is I. The old woman chuckled. What do you want from your grandmother Maui, the last one? I want fire to take back to my mother and my brothers. I can give you fire, Maui. Mahuika pulled out one of her fingernails and it burst into flame. Carry it carefully, Maui and light your fires with it. Maui took it away 
but when he had gone a little distance, he threw it on the ground and stamped on it until the fire was beaten out. He went back to the whare. Aha! It is Maui again, the old woman called. What do you want this time, Maui? Fire. I have lost it. The flame went out. Mahuika scowled. Then you have been careless, my grandchild. I'll give you another fingernail, but you must shield the flame with your hand. Maui took the burning fingernail, but when he was out of sight, he beat out the flame and returned to Mahuika. The fire goddess scowled at him and rumbled as she gave him another. Five times Maui went away with the flame, and five times he returned empty-handed. Ten times he went away, and ten times he returned empty-handed. Mahuika's fingernails had all been given away. Grudgingly, she gave him one of her toenails, but in a little while, the crafty Maui came back for another. Five times he went away, and five times he returned empty-handed. Nine times he went away, and nine times he returned empty-handed. Then at last, Mahuika's patience was exhausted. The subterranean fires shook the house, and Maui had to force his way through the heat and smoke that poured from the door and window. Mahuika's eyes glared through the darkness like flashes of lightning. She took her toenail and threw it at Maui. It fell short, and as it touched the ground, there was a noise like thunder, and a sheet of flame travelled with the speed of the wind towards Maui. He ran as quickly as he could, but the flames were like a tanifa roaring after him. He changed to the form of a hawk, and flew onwards with great strokes of his wings, but still, the flames gained on him. He could feel the heat singeing his feathers, and to this day, you will see that the plumage of the hawk remains brown where the fire touched it. A pool of water lay before him, and folding his wings, he plunged into it. But soon, the water grew warm. Maui stirred uneasily at the bottom of the pool. It was beginning to get hot now. A few moments later, it started to boil, and Maui flew upward. The air was full of flame. The forest was on fire, and the flames were spreading up into the sky. It seemed as though the whole world was in danger of being destroyed by fire. Then Maui remembered the gods he had known in Tama's house. Maui called on Tafirimatia, and he saw that the earth was in peril. The mighty Atua of wind and storms sent down rain, heavy, driving rain, that hurled itself against the flames and flattened their crests, and broke through the walls of fire. A harsh voice was heard crying in terror. Mahuika was in the midst of the fire, and she turned and fled to her home, her strength beginning to fail her. The flames subsided into fitful little tongues and died suddenly in a puff of steam. Mahuika threw the last of her fire into the trees, and they gave it shelter, saving it for the children of men. These trees were Kaikomako, the Mahue, and the Totara. At the last, there came goodness from the mischief of Maui, for men learnt to rub the wood of these trees together so that fire came from them, and they could at any time summon the fire children of Mahuika 
to their aid. If you want to send me feedback, ask a question, suggest a topic, or just have a chinwag, you can reach me through email at historyaltaradoa at gmail.com or Twitter at historyaltaradoa or Facebook at History Aotearoa New Zealand Podcast. Aotearoa spelt A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A. This podcast is a one-man band. If you enjoy listening to me talk history, you can support us through Patreon or rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. It means a lot and helps us grow, spreading the story of Aotearoa New Zealand. As always, haritu atu, hoki tu mai, See you next time. Oh, and P.S. Number one history podcast in New Zealand, baby! Yeah!